to Rising Above with Becky Davidson. Rising above your circumstances is a very hard thing to do, um, especially because we all have those bad days and we all do the what if and why me and I'm sad, those kind of things. You don't find joy, you choose joy. Choose well and choose joy. Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining us. I am so glad that you are here this week. Did you know that Buy the Brook tickets are now on sale? And Buy the Brook is a weekend that we plan here at Rising Above that's just for moms and grandmothers and female caregivers of individuals impacted by disabilities or chronic illness. And this event includes encouragement, inspiration, dynamic worship, and powerful teaching, all while you get to spend quality time with other moms who get it. And we are so excited that for the first time in several years, in addition to being able to join us online or at one of our host sites around the world, that you can join us here in Cookville, Tennessee, in person to be part of the live audience. It is going to be an amazing weekend. And now we have a limited number of tickets available for the Cookville location. So be sure to get yours soon if you want to join us live and in person. It's coming up on June 21st and 22nd, and you can learn more by clicking the link in the show notes. My guest today is Amanda Vaden, and Amanda is wife to Jason, mom to Kinsley, and she also is a friend of mine and my neighbor. Amanda is a chiropractor, and she is one of my son's most favorite people when he goes to see her to get adjusted every few weeks. Amanda shares part of her journey with her daughter Kinsley in this episode, and I loved getting to hear more about her story and learning things that I didn't know. So here's the conversation that I had with Amanda Vaden. Hey, Amanda, thank you so much for coming. You're, like, you're in studio today, which is extra fun for me. I Yay. love that so much. Okay, I've only been trying uh, for how long to get you to come in here and record a podcast with me? Almost a year, a little oh, over a I year. Oh, I bet it's longer than that. Come <laughs> on, come on. No, I'm so glad that you have finally um, come in to have record this episode. And goodness, I've known you. I'm, try, I'm trying to think like... How long? Because Kinsley would have been... 11 years. Oh, like my goodness. Wow. 11 or 12 years, I think. Yeah. She was a, right around four or five, and she just turned 15. Uh, oh, my word. Oh, teenager. So crazy. <laughs> and what's so amazing, like, we are actually, like, not only do I know you three rising above, but we're neighbors. We Yay, live we live I on know. the same street. I mean, like, it's crazy. But, but we don't see each other that much. You're working all the time. All the time. And, and uh, you know, but I know, I see your house every day, and I look, and I can... Yeah, I know that y'all are right there. I look to see your, uh, it's probably your bathroom because it's frosted over. Uh-huh. So I know when you're awake because your bathroom light's on because I see it when yep. I go into my laundry room in the morning. So you know that I'm okay. You're in the awake mornings, and you're going. I'm awake yes. and I'm going. And so, um, yeah, but that's fun that we not only are friends and have done Rising Above together for all these years, but we're neighbors. So yeah, we are. And I didn't even know that's where you lived, although my husband did, that is which so I was so funny. And yeah. he was like, hey, Becky lives there. As I'm uh, getting ready to purchase this house. And that's, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. That that's is cool. so funny. I know. And I saw I saw you driving in a couple of times. It was like, oh, they bought this house right here. I was like, how fun. 
fun to have friends as neighbors. Yes, absolutely. um, But we first met because of your daughter, Kinsley. And so tell us a little bit about Kinsley and about your journey towards diagnosis for her, because it was a little bit different. It was very different. Um, So Kinsley had a really nasty reaction uh, medically when she was six months old, and it pushed us back to about a three-month-old level. Um, and which I was told was normal, which I was like, no, it's not. Mm. Uh, so I had a brief fight there, but then she recovered okay. Um, didn't really notice a whole lot within that first year because she would still babble, but just not quite um, what a typical milestone would be. Mm-hmm. Um, it took us um, probably she was, I want to say 18 months old and she still wasn't walking. She didn't crawl, but she would butt scoot. She didn't have as many words as they wanted her to have. So that's when we got with TEIS and started therapy. Mm -hmm. So at 18 months old, uh, she was in occupational therapy. She was in physical therapy and she was in speech therapy. And we continued all of that until she was about 10 or 11. Mm. Um, And physical therapy got us to walk by two days before her second birthday, Mm. Um, and which was so exciting. Uh, but we also noticed she didn't walk well. Mm-hmm. Like we had a leg that didn't quite do well. And that is probably why she could stand up and move her toy. But then she would sit down and ride the toy. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't talk until she was about three. Um, and that was that was a lot. Um, but I mean, it was still just kind of a quirky, well, is she just a little behind? Mm-hmm. Like, where are we at? Yeah. Um, and I, it's harder with girls sometimes. Very hard with girls because hand flapping sometimes just looks like I'm uber excited. Mm-hmm. And that's what she would do. She would flap and squeal and cover her face when she was over excited. Um, she would twirl a lot, mm-hmm. which when you wear dresses, which she loved, you want to see them flare out. So right. you think that's atypical. Mm-hmm. She was a collector, not a lineup type of thing. So she wanted everything in a set. Mm-hmm. So all the DC superhero girls had to be bought at some point, mm-hmm. like those little things. So it was way different. Um, Females are great at masking. Mm -hmm. So hard to diagnose. Um, Her CP was hard to diagnose because it was not diagnosed at birth because she wasn't wasn't spastic. She Mm -hmm. was ataxic, which also, looking back, why she couldn't walk well Mm -hmm. at her stage that she should. Um, So I ended up moving back home at that stage. We were kind of in Nashville at that point. Um, and I put her in dance classes um, to kind of help strengthen her and things like that. Let, you know, let the dance class people know we don't really need to do the recital or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am just using this as another form of physical therapy. Right. That's fun. It was a mommy and me class. Everybody in there was at least a year or two younger than she was. Um, that had a horrible experience. And I rem- and actually remember all that. That's probably when I broke, mm-hmm. uh, which is how I met you, mm-hmm. because my husband's like, yeah, she broke. I remember. Um, so yeah. that is our first beginning of our mm-hmm. little journey into diagnosis. We didn't get full-fledged diagnosis of autism spectrum until she was nine. Mm-hmm. And it was, I thought we were more on the mild end and uh, was kindly told we were more on the moderate mm-hmm. end. And now there's levels, so right. I don't even know right. where we fit. It's different now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was around nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but her medical doctor still wouldn't put it on her file, even though we had all of the testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanderbilt tested us at four and gave us an intellectual disability diagnosis, but didn't explain it. 
um, because they gave her an IQ test at four and refused to do the ADOS test at four, uh, even though that's what we went for, mm-hmm. um, because they told me she was too social. Mm. So, yeah. and I, and knowing that, like, she's social. She's very social. Yeah. She's just not always socially appropriate. Right. She loves right. other people's space mm-hmm. and hers. Yeah. Um, so, it, little things like that. It took us, I guess, to get it actually on a medical record mm-hmm. uh, probably about three years ago. Goodness. The doc, we switched doctors. Yeah. And we went through, I handed him all the files from everything. And he's like, I don't need all that. He looked at a couple things and he goes, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and diagnose her with Mm. all the things. Uh, Shriners and Vanderbilt both um, said, you know, you're doing everything that you should for CP. So she has that, but eh, all her tests are okay. Yeah. And I'm like, but she drags a leg. Mm -hmm. She can't walk that long. She can't stand for prolonged without needing to sit. And they're like, well, that's what it is. But she wasn't diagnosed and her brain scan's fine. Mm. So took us forever, it feels that. like, yeah. just to have somebody say, yes, that's what it is. Yeah. And yes, I'm going to put it in writing. Yeah. So now we have no more questions and you can get the services mm-hmm. that you really need instead of having yeah. to fight for services. Yeah. So think back, you know, you're a young mom. This is your only child. You're, you know, something is, mm-hmm. is not quite right. You're fighting, you know, to get what she needs. What did that do to your mama's heart? Oh, and it took us seven years to get pregnant. I was told at 16 years old, I shouldn't be able to have babies. Goodness. So we knew that going into marriage, uh, seven years, seven years, a little bit of medication. I did everything by the book. Like I took um, x-rays. So I made sure I wore a lead apron and stood behind the lead door. Mm -hmm. I didn't develop and touch the chemical. There's no chemicals now, but I did all the things by the book. I am a coffee lover. Mm -hmm. I completely cold cut my Mm -hmm. coffee. Like I made sure I ate proper nutrition. So your brain goes, but I did everything right. Right. And did I do something? Mm -hmm. What did I do? And then you kind of go, okay, so if I did everything right and this is just how it's, how it's meant to be, there was, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, What am I supposed to do? Like I'm trying to get services. I'm trying to get her the best care. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not uneducated in care. Right. So, and I, I, there's those moments that they're like, well, it's all, you know, it's fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's not, everything's yeah. fine. And you don't know exactly how to fight mm-hmm. because in still in most of our brain, the medical profession is the highest totem pole. Right. So if they're telling you you're fine, mm-hmm. we're supposed to trust that, but you know Your it's mama's not. gut knows. And yeah. nobody wants to listen to that. Mm-hmm. So you go home and then you tell your mom and she's like, no, you're fine. Right. And you're just being too hard on everything. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no. Yeah. So you go start researching. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think um, autism spectrum even entered my brain until later mm-hmm. when I started noticing more symptoms, like more signs. Right. Uh, because again, females are hard to notice. It's hard to notice. Yeah. Um, and she is like extremely, extremely social, social, you know, and so, so, social. so many people just think, ah, oh, well, automatically, well, they can't yes. have autism because they're, she's they're so social. social. Yeah. Or she will make eye contact doesn't mean she keeps it. Right. Uh, so if you glance at her, she'll look at you to make mm-hmm. sure you're paying attention to her, mm-hmm. but then she'll talk over into mm-hmm. space. Well, as long as she looked at the provider, 
oh, she's fine. Mm-hmm. Or, and my favorite, my favorite, we went through so many doctors. My favorite was because she is a bigger child. She weighed 10 pounds at birth. She mm-hmm. was like 22 and a half inches. She was like a toddler. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's never been small. And they're like, you're feeding her junk. Quit feeding her pizza and soda. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I know you well enough to know that was not the, I was not like, the case. I was like, I'm not feeding her junk. Yeah. I'm like, the worst thing she ate was a little toddler cheese puff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm like, she's organic. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of tears involved yeah. in yeah. trying to find somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. And so what is that? Was that be like one of the hardest things or were there other hard things that you experienced early um, on? I think that's the hardest thing mm-hmm. to experience is to just to get somebody to say, I see what mm-hmm. you're seeing. Yeah. I hear what you're hearing. Yeah. Um, and what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as far as other than that, yeah, there were moments that I'm like, I'm not going to survive being a mom. Right. Um, but but you have you, look yes, you're, you're, 15 yeah, years 15 of it. 15 years, yeah. Um, I think I would say that's probably the hardest mm-hmm. because it was one of those that it was so subtle that it was hard to see. Mm-hmm. And then you're thinking, well, am I just having hormone issues right. or like as far as a baby? I mean, she didn't sleep well, but again. I was a new mom, right. so looking back, I'm like, oh, that was sensory issues, <laughs> yeah, right. and no wonder she wanted me to swing her all day, right. and no wonder she only wanted me to hold her mm-hmm. to sleep. I mean, I spent many nights, I turned my big bed, because my husband worked third shift, I turned it into a ginormous crib, took everything out, and yeah. just put bars up, because she would only sleep on that bed if she could touch me, mm-hmm. or else she wouldn't sleep at all. So You, you got to do what you got to do. Yes. Uh, so there were... I didn't. I didn't see that mm-hmm. as a new right. mom. Looking back, I do. Mm-hmm. So I don't think those were at that time. I didn't see that as a hardship. Right. I thought, oh well, that's just normal. Right. And now when I see young moms, I'm like, oh, that was totally not normal. <laughs> right. uh, so I, I think knowing that now, yeah, I had a lot more hardships yeah. than I realized. Then, yeah. But you've yeah. survived. I, I did mean, survive. Look, and, and stronger yes. because of it. <laughs> yes. Well, you said Kinsley's 15 now. Is that oh, right? She's she just turned 15. Yes, yeah. On the 23rd. Oh my goodness. I know. And. 15. And so, you know, I get to see her from time to time. Yes, she is. So (laughs) tell us about Kinsley today and about school for her. What is all, what does all that look like? Um, again, she's spunky. She loves, she's definitely a teenager. You know, um, I've said many times, um, we were gifted uh, this journey with autism spectrum. I should not have to deal with the teenage eye rolls. Mm. Oh, um, <laughs> so she does. I think do. it's universal. I it's think all across I the think, board. I think all even with John board. Alex, I th- he has his own way of yes. eye roll. They yes. may look a little different, but they they all every kid every every stage. You are yeah. not yeah um, exempt from that. No, um, but she is a spunky, full on teenager, um, full of just life and joy. Uh, school is very interesting. Mm. We have a one-on-one assistant. Um, that was an interesting I was going to say, for, I bet you had to fight yeah, to get that. Yeah. Uh, that was a big fight. Um, yeah. And we just changed assistants because our our favorite person doesn't want to go to high school and mm. that's in our future next yeah. year. Um, so now we're learning a new assistant. Yeah. Uh, but school is pretty Typical, I think, in the scheme of things, she has modified work. Um, she's in regular classes. We she's have, what eighth grade. She's in eighth grade. Um, she's very obsessed with grades. So, mm. um, and that's nothing we put on her. Mm-hmm. Like I'm happy to see C's mm-hmm. and just muddle along if that's right. what you're capable. But no, she doesn't like a C, mm-hmm. uh, and she cries at an F like a typical yeah. kid that yeah. loves school. 
Um, she is, um, we do have a, a class called RTI, which is kind of an extra help class. So they help her with reading. Mm-hmm. They help her with math. She's one of those kids that if her reading scores go up, her math scores go down. Okay. Uh, testing is not a great thing yeah. for our kiddos. Well, for yeah, but, lots of kiddos. Yeah, for yeah. lots of kiddos. Yeah. Um, but modified work and typical activities, mm-hmm. and we're even in the band for middle mm-hmm. school. So, Sweet. And she loves every moment of that. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, going to attempt to continue that in high school. And how do the other kids respond to her? You know, because obviously there's some differences. And so how do do the other students interact with her if she's in regular ed? What does that look like? Um, We have been very blessed with phenomenal teachers in this county, phenomenal kiddos. Mm -hmm. And the the, um, eighth grade class that she's in is a rough class. It's boy heavy and rowdy boy heavy. Um, and it's been a rough class since mm-hmm. they were in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, they've given all their teachers a run for the money. <laughs> so um, she has had this same little group of girls that hang out with her. Yeah. They're not as close as they were up until last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifth and sixth grade were great. She she gets people that come to her birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been very blessed in that. That's always a scary moment. right? Um, but as far as they may not be best friends mm-hmm. and they we may because we definitely don't have sleepovers and things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. but if anybody wants to pick on her and she has had that happen mm-hmm. unfortunately she has people that will stand up for mm-hmm. her and protect her yeah. so we have been very blessed in that mm-hmm. category it makes me a nervous wreck to drop her off every day yeah. and just send her in there mm-hmm. uh, because i mean bullying happens right. nobody's really exempt right um and she's vulnerable mm-hmm. But um, as far as that, she has a group of little girls she sits with at lunch and have oh, normal conversations. Yeah. Um, so, and by normal conversations, they talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, they talk about makeup. Yeah. Uh, even though my child doesn't wear makeup, mm-hmm. she loves that idea. Yeah. Um, so they talk about little things like yeah. that. They talked about what they got for Christmas, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So she's getting some pretty good typical socialization yeah. and they've been really good. So mm-hmm. I'm... Hopeful that that continues, continues into high in the high school. Yeah, it's a, that's a big. It's a big shift. It's a big school. That's and, a, yeah, 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 and that hurts my heart. To think I would about. love, love to stick her in a smaller school because yeah. I'm, I'm a nervous wreck. Yeah. So. Well, you know, she is just a sweet. Everything I've, anytime I've ever been around her, she is just a sweetheart. And you know, what is it that you want people to know about Kinsley that they may not? get or understand by just first glance or spending time with her? First glance, and even some of my special needs mama friends, uh, she appears easy. Mm-hmm. Um, she appears typical. She appears um, to be able to handle a lot. Um, but she is a very sensitive little soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I even had one, um, we were on a trip together and she looked at me and she said, oh, I see why she needs the wheelchair a lot because mm-hmm. her leg does start dragging when she gives up. Mm-hmm. Or when we were, when she was a little younger, we were at a pool party with a bunch of special needs moms group. Mm-hmm. We were celebrating one of the kids' uh, birthdays. And uh, Kinsley had looked at one of the mamas and said, Miss Emily, tell my mama I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And Emily told me while I was talking to another parent, I was all excited having parent conversation. Right. And I said, I'll be there in just a second. And Kinsley asked again, tell my mama I'm really ready to go. And I, so I finally looked at the parent and I said, I want to have this conversation, but it, it's probably time. I went to get her out of the pool and she just had a complete, 
full-on meltdown. Mm. So even though it looks like she's easy Mm -hmm. and we manage well, she is still very much a meltdown, Mm -hmm. struggling kid at times. Um, I had one of the mamas text me and said, you've told us that she's had meltdowns and we've never seen them Mm -hmm. and we really didn't believe you, but we have full-fledged seen Mm -hmm. that. Um, So I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, even though somebody can look like they don't have a disability, mm-hmm. don't judge that book right. because you don't know the struggles. Yeah. Um, again, females mask well mm-hmm. until they just can't. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's got a big transition coming up. Is it next year? It's, We're going, yeah. going to the high school. Yeah. But you're getting ready to bring, I'm going to call it a new team member on to yes. Team Kinsley. Yes. So tell us about the person who will be going to high school. Well, not... Person, <laughs> let's <laughs> paraphrase that. The friend the who friend. be going with her to high school. Um, so we are uh, going to get a service dog, service animal. So and it's a Newfoundland, so he's huge uh, because my child is five foot nine. So he's going to help with mobility. Um, and a lot of people have asked why. Um, my biggest thing is she's not going to be able to take a one on one assistant into life with her after school. Yeah. So we're hoping um, not only does he keep her able to be more mobile and only need the wheelchair for big excursions Mm -hmm. like we've been doing, but help her get more confident with the stairs because she is scared to death of stairs because she's fallen Mm -hmm. downstairs twice at school. Mm. Um, And the high school's huge. huge. Uh, Lots of people. Uh, So we're trying to, you know, he's trained to do crowd control so to keep people away from her small circle mm-hmm. so she can maneuver in the high school mm-hmm. at her pace. Um, he'll be trying to go get help. So she aged out of the school-age care yeah. this past summer. Mm-hmm. So there's no child care available unless I want a private pay. Mm-hmm. And as soon as people hear that you've got a kid on the spectrum, that $10, $12 an hour goes to $30 an hour. So, and um, it, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're hoping this gives her more independence, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more confidence. I mean, she's very confident in yeah. general, but just in daily activities mm-hmm. because he'll be able to go get help for her. Mm-hmm. He will be able to help her mobilize through things and just give her that little yeah. leg up. Yeah, you said, you were telling me before we started recording, like the dog will be able to open the door. Open the door and so go get help. Go get help. Yeah. So it's like, you and you said, you're going to go tell all the neighbors. Yes. You know, if you see the dog out without Kinsley, you need- Go into my go, house. Go, go and look. Yes. Yeah. And so um, it's going to, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That- we're- uh- we're very excited. Um, it's a it's a huge responsibility. Mm. It's a huge financial responsibility. Mm. But at the same time, if this is going to give her that little edge mm-hmm. to let her be a little bit more active in our community, yeah. um, she talks about going to college, and mm. so I, I could totally see her going to college. She wants to do things, yeah. so I want her to be as safe as possible mm-hmm. doing things. And to have that extra help when needed. And especially in high school, a new environment. Mm -hmm. Um, Our kiddos are very vulnerable and females are very vulnerable to sexual assault Mm -hmm. from especially older members. And that is scary for me. Mm -hmm. And even though a service animal is not a trained protective animal, it's a deterrent. Yeah. Well, we actually here in the studio have a special guest who came with you today. This sweet, what, well, sacked out um, <laughs> service dog. So tell us, you you 
you have another <laughs> service dog as part of your family. So tell oh. us tell us about that. We do. We do. Uh, we started out with the One Journey. Uh, started fundraising, working on our Katie Beckett waiver. That's a process. Mm-hmm. Uh, met our service guy, uh, Zane, which is the new fee, which is for Kinsley. And we were just chatting one day, and because I had originally looked at Gabe, which is this beautiful cream-colored golden mm-hmm. over here, um, and they told me that he wasn't tall enough for Kinsley to mm. do mobility. He's great with what he does, but he's not tall enough for that. Um, so we just kind of met him, played with him, trying to get to know the breed in general. He was getting interviewed by other people, but he loved my husband, like mm. loved him tremendously. And with my husband's health issues, um, Gabe is trained for that. Mm. So they just got along great. And my father-in-law, when he passed, left the exact amount of money that Gabe cost to be used just for my husband. So um, actually to get my husband to go back to the doctor, I was like, I will I will help you with another service animal in my house. Oh, wow. Um, if you will go to the doctor, if yeah. that's what you want. Yeah. So uh, we have been blessed with two on our journey for one. <laughs> and did this dog, this Gabe, no, yes, this yes, one's Gabe. This Gabe, Gabe came part of your family, what, five days five ago? Five days ago. Yeah. Uh, he showed up maybe five, six days ago. Yeah, I, yeah time flies. Um, December 29th was my husband's birthday. So happy birthday to him because that's when he got delivered and got to spend the night with us. Well, and I'll just say this super sweet, just, uh, laying over here on the floor, just as sweet as can be. And, uh, so now we'll have two. Very well trained. Very well trained. And now we'll have two in the neighborhood. In the yes. neighborhood, and uh, so you'll that, see us out walking. Then we'll be yes. a little bit more out and about in the neighborhood. Yeah, since that'll we, be great. Yes. That will be great. <laughs> Are you a mom or female caregiver raising an individual with special needs? We'd love to invite you to our yearly event created just for you, called By the Brook. In 2024, you can join us live in Cookville, Tennessee, or from wherever you are around the world for a weekend of encouragement, respite, and time together with other moms who get it. Join us on June 21st through 22nd, 2024. That will be great. So, you know, you um, have been part of the Rising Above community, you said, for, I mean... 11, 12 years. Which is amazing. I know. I'm like, oh, it's been a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> but I think what is so sweet is that out of you coming and being a part of that and coming to the Mom's Coffee Talks yes. and all that... You have really developed a really sweet, tight-knit group of friends. We have. From that. Um, at By the Brook, I actually slid down a big slide I that was not for us. But it was uh, it was out there. It was blown up. And we, uh, we actually, were like, let's go Actually, we fun. did get that for you guys. <laughs> we did. We rented a big... Maybe it was, it was out there. I think it there. was the second year yeah, that we rented. Yeah, and the second yep. year we did rent it. I think it that one was for something for the church. You're right. <laughs> That and is we right. were like, oh, can we do that? And we saw you guys doing it. We're like, oh, we've got to rent one. That's right. Yes. That's uh, so we had a blast as adults yes. going down that big blow-up slide. So uh, Ran into, uh, literally slid into one of my fabulous best friends at this um, moment. Um, did y'all, and y'all knew, didn't we? We had no, we never met. That is uh, so One funny. of the other mamas invited me. And I'm very much introverted and did not want to go. And I was like, fine. So I will only go if I pay for something. And then I'm like, I don't want to lose my money. So I'm going to go. And I walked in all by myself and sat down at a little craft table next to the mom that invited me. And I'm like, oh, I know no one. And this is very awkward for me. And uh, the girl I actually slid into, um, 
met, like we actually sat at the same dinner table because both the mom that invited me and her, their kids are um, have Down syndrome. Okay. So they had known each other. So we just kind of introduced, and after that, we just showed up to a lot of the coffee talk meetings together, and now we go to Dollywood together, and we just hang out, and mm-hmm. it's, it's been really good. I met one of the other moms at a um, therapy before and then at the coffee group mm-hmm. meeting. So we, and I guess it's because most of our kids are right around that same yeah. age. We have just stayed in this little group, mm-hmm. and we do things together, yeah. and sometimes we just go have breakfast. We celebrate the highs and the lows mm-hmm. and phone calls on bad days yeah. and phone calls on good days. And it's been a really good little group. Isn't that sweet? So. I love that. Met, bumping into each other, going on down slide. the slide. Yeah. That's so great. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, you also, in your professional world, you mm-hmm. are a chiropractor. Yes. And one of my son's most favorite people in the world. because He's he comes, one of my most favorite people <laughs> in the world. He comes to see you about every two weeks. Yes. And um, just loves his time with you. And so what made you, I mean, you you started this before Kinsley. What made yes. you want to be a chiropractor? I always wanted to be a pediatrician. Um, and that was my goal, is I wanted to be a pediatrician. Um, and then I want to say my junior year in college, my migraines got out of control where I was passing out. Oh and it was hard for me to go to classes And I was on so many meds. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't function like this. Um, Went through the whole medical scenario. Well, one of my roommates is, her aunt is a chiropractor in Kentucky. I went to college at Austin P. So just right over the line. And um, she was like, well, you want to go see her? And at that point, I was like, well, it can't get any worse. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've tried everything else. And when she adjusted me, it got better. And I stopped having migraines. And I was like, oh, I know nothing about chiropractic. So I started doing some research. Um, I went up to what they call a slice of Logan, which is Logan University in St. Louis, which is where she went to school, because they they do some demonstrations. They show you things. They talk to you about what chiropractic is, show you the school, things like that. And I was like, I can still treat kids mm-hmm. and I don't have to, I, I'm grossly misunderstood the educational involvement, right. <laughs> um, but yeah. I was like, I can still treat kids. I can do it on a more natural basis mm-hmm. and I can do it more at a easier pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and not have to be woke up in the middle of the night because I really like my sleep. I was going to give up my sleep for my pediatrics, but yeah. Um, so I decided right then and there I was going to mm-hmm. go try that. Yeah. Um, but again, grossly misunderstood the level of intensity of the education. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't understand is how much education mm-hmm. we actually get. Yeah. It is very comparable. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you treat, you know, you treat John Alex yes. and he, I'm a good, you know, he goes, <laughs> he goes in and he's in his chair and he just, I think he just kind of, sometimes he fights you. I mean, not fights you, but he's like, I'm not liking this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not liking this as much, but most of the time he's just like, oh. Uh, my, my favorite's when he's excited and he's all, he's already happy and cheering when yeah, he comes when he in. Comes in. And I'm like, ooh, we're going to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're able to treat John everybody. Yeah. yeah. And so even though John Alex is in his wheelchair, you treat him yes. right there in his wheelchair. And so what are some of the things that you do for our kids with special needs? I have, um, I have several um, children with special needs, several teens, several adults. Um, 
And I've got several adults that have traumatic brain injuries, mm. things like that. So mobility is different for them. Uh, mental function is different for them. So we are able to help with mobility a lot. I can't correct everything mm. that's wrong. Um, but we can help instill more mobility in their body. I can stretch some of those tight, tight mm-hmm. muscles. Now, they may not love me when I'm working. <laughs> those are the times John Alex is Does, not such yes, a fan. Doesn't but, love me, yeah. but um, I end up getting like a little side hug yeah. anyway. <laughs> but um, we can just help along, mm-hmm. like improve their quality of that day. Right. And sometimes it improves the quality for weeks and months. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is just that day, but to give them a little stretch, a little relief, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And work within that bound yeah. is amazing. And I have seen one of my favorite patients, which probably drew me more to the special needs side. Uh, and this is way before my child and my experience with having a child with special mm-hmm. needs um, was I had a patient when I was in clinic and he had chromosome 23 deletion. He had never spoken. He struggled with bedwetting. Um, I actually work part-time at Eddie Bauer and his mom was my assistant manager. So she's like, hey, can I bring him to you? And I was like, sure, I'll have to look up his uh, his condition and see what I can do mm-hmm. and see what's good, healthy for him. So we started treating him and about six months into treatment, his dad was helping him put on clothes and said, lift your arms up. And the kid looked at him and said, up. And his mom came running out of that back storeroom, jumped on me like a little spider monkey. Oh, my goodness. Bawling. And I'm like, oh, something's wrong. Something's yeah. wrong. And she's like, no, he said his first word. Wow. And he stopped toe walking mm. and he stopped bedwetting. Now, that is a phenomenal, exceptional case. Mm-hmm. They all don't get those big, big improvements. Right. But it's little improvements, little mm-hmm. progress. Progress is progress. Right. Um, so it's those moments that you're like, this is what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah. Well, you are very busy and, you know, I'll see Always. you, I'll see you, uh, you know, a lot of times in the mornings, you know, leaving very, very early, very early. or coming home very, late. very late. <laughs> so how do you balance all that? How do you balance work, family, and then Kinsley's needs? Yes. Um, that's, <laughs> we were talking about that this morning, the friend that I ran it slid into, uh, <laughs> we were on the phone this morning and um, we kind of laughed and I said, it's sometimes like it's not a balance, it's a juggle and there's always mm, a ball up in the air. Yeah. And she said, yeah. no, I equate mine to the spinning plates on the balance stick and yeah. I've got one teetering. Yes, um, all the time. I, at, all least, time. At, least at least one, one. teetering. Yeah. So um, balance is hard. Um, mm. I think for me, I look at family first. Mm-hmm. So is everybody's basic needs met. Yeah. And basic is different for Kinsley mm-hmm. versus Jason versus me and now dogs. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. it's everybody's basics met. Mm-hmm. And if everybody's basics are met, they're warm, healthy, happy as to the best of their ability, mm-hmm. then that is a positive. Um, and then we work on what else does Kinsley need at this time? Mm-hmm. It, does she have bigger needs, smaller needs? Is there something that she wants specifically? Yeah. And then it's, okay, now it's work. And um, I get very attached to my people, my patients. Um, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so work, tr- trying to separate work from home is hard, especially because mm-hmm. I do bring paperwork home. But the first thing I do is I go from um, when I pull into the garage and get into the house, I go straight to the shower. I don't talk to anybody. I go straight to the shower. And mentally, while I'm showering, I wash the day away. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think about anything that happened at work. 
I spend that next hour with my family because my kid goes to bed at like 8.30. Mm -hmm. uh, And she's also a teenager, which means I want to go to my room and I don't want to talk to you after that hour. Right. So um, I spend that next hour and that's where we focus. How was everybody's day? Mm -hmm. Is anybody got a chat? While I, I, I am very blessed, my husband makes my dinner. So I was going to say, I Jason's chat, pretty, he's pretty handy guy. Yes. He's, he's, he's um, good. So I do that. And then when she goes uh, off to her teenage yeah. room, I will start my paperwork that I got to finish up, anything there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but however, if she comes back in there, I put that down. Yeah. If he has a question, I put that down. It may take me three hours to do an hour's worth of work, mm-hmm. but... I never want her to see me or him to see me focus strictly on just work. Right. Um, I want them to know that even though I am busy for many hours and I still have work to do when I come home, that they are a priority. Right. That's so important. Yeah. So yeah, that ball always gets tossed yeah, up every like, once in a while. <laughs> keep that plate spinning. So. Balance is hard. Yeah. Well, when you look towards the future, Kinsley's 15. When yeah. you look towards her future, what are some of the hopes and dreams you have for her? Um, our goals, I'm going to start that way. Our goals is to just have her be the best that she can be within her ability um, and be somewhat um, part of the community, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's in the form of a job, whether it's online job, whether it's just being active mm-hmm. in some kind of volunteer area. Um, that is our goal. Um Hopes and dreams, she wants so hard, and she is tenacious as all get out, and she's such a hard worker. She wants to go to college. Mm -hmm. So our goal is after high school, if that is what she still Mm -hmm. wants to do, we're going to try community college, even if it's just one class per week. Mm -hmm. We're going to try. So our goals and our hopes and dreams are just to... Just to let her be who she mm-hmm. is and to the and give to the yeah. best of her ability. Yeah. Well, we close out every podcast episode by asking our guests, what are ways that you rise above your circumstances and find joy in your story? Okay, so this one I prepared for oh, this okay. one. Okay, there you go. Um, because rising above your circumstances is a very hard thing to do, um, especially because we all have those bad days. Mm-hmm. And we all do the what if and why me and I'm sad, those kind of things. But if you look about things, and I'm really hoping I don't don't make you tear up, but I probably (laughs) might. But if you look at those things, um, during one of our coffee groups, we played Dirty Santa. And I got the choice of getting this fabulous gift and I put it on a necklace and I brought it with me because it has a Jeff quote. So I don't, uh, to see and to find joy, you don't find joy. You choose joy. So, and I wrote it down because I can't read that little tiny script over there. Um, He said, you have a choice on how you look at things. Choose well and choose joy. So every day, this hangs in my bathroom a lot. I wear it off and on, but every day I remind myself, and I have a couple quotes throughout my house that's just positive. Uh, Positive for Kinsley, positive for us, just Mm. because I think we need to be reminded to choose joy because she sees joy every day. So even if it's a bad day, what is one thing that made you smile? Mm. What is one thing that made you choose to be joyous for that day? So good. So I prepped that one for you. I love that. (laughs) And I love it. Yeah. And I had forgotten about that. I saw you holding this and I was like, I wonder what she's got there. But I had totally forgotten about that. But that was one of his quotes. And I forgot that we had had that we had that and I was so excited and it was actually on she put it on a ribbon because she thought it'd be a great Christmas ornament 
and I took it off the ribbon and put it put on a chain necklace. because uh-huh. I thought it deserved to be looked at every day uh-huh. to remind me to choose joy. I love so. that. So let's all choose joy. Choose and it joy. is a choice. It's a choice. I have a, I have a little plaque that is right beside my door to yes. the garage that I can see every day. Every and, day. It, and it says, today I choose joy. Yes. And we do. We have a choice as to whether we're going to have, we're going to see the positives, the ways that we're so blessed, or if we're only going to look at the hard. Yes. So. Oh, there are days that Kinsley, again, is a teenager, and she processes slower sometimes. And when mm-hmm. I've asked three times and she's still not getting it, and my voice tone gets different, yeah. and then she's very soft-hearted. So mm-hmm. then she tears up. Yeah. I have to back up mm-hmm. and say, Mommy, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mommy didn't mean to yell. Yeah. I didn't mean to make hurt your feelings. Let's start over, yeah. and let's do something different, and we will come back to visit yeah. this, and let's choose something fun mm-hmm. and joyful for just these next five minutes even if it's going to make me five, 10 minutes late. Yeah. We're going to not start our day mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So good. So you make choices. You do. And choose joy. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for coming and being on the show finally. Finally. I know. <laughs> I'm so glad. Again, introverted. And, no, I know. But you did great. <laughs> See, I told you, it's just going to be a conversation with friends sitting across the table. Yes, so, absolutely. So thank you so much. And I would just appreciate your time. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.